I woke up feeling like I need a honey goat. Look at the flick of that wrist. 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 Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. And we have a great show for you today. It's a fun show and one that I very much look forward to talking about with Sean. That is called The Greatest. And today we are going to debate the greatest players of all time in the greatest sports. And the reason we're doing this is because, of course, you have to first define what it is that is the greatest. You have to decide the criteria for calling somebody great. And, you know, we use the word great. Uh, We throw it around in just about everything. Hey, he's a great player. That was a great player. Whatever it is, we use the word great very easily. And, you know, great should be reserved for actual greatness, uh, which we're doing here. We're building greatness the warrior way. But, Sean, as an example, uh, and this might be a product of when we were raised, because it depends on how old you are and what era of sports you've been watching. But if I asked you who you think is the greatest basketball player of all time, NBA, as an example, it could... It could be international as well. Who would you say? What is your argument? Who is your argument as the greatest of all time? Well, you know, Sherm, we're talking about the GOAT, right? Yeah. We're talking yeah. about the GOAT. So when okay. I grew up in basketball, hands down, it was Michael Jordan. Right. 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 Now, okay. But now, but now I'm, I'm, I'm a little, it's a little different for me now. Okay. Well, who is it now? You or know, has your, I mean, your answer changed? Yeah, my answer has changed. And... Bronny James has changed that. Bron Bron. You know, that's what they okay. call B Smoot. Right. You know, okay. so Bron has changed my whole thought process of that, not just on the court, but for all the things that he does off the court and how impactful he has been in his prime by still dominating. So Okay. He's not my clutch okay, player. So- he's not my clutch player. He's not clutch as Jordan, right? It's a different swag there. But when I'm talking about GOAT, who done it all, who made his team X better, who made an impact on the organization, not just one organization, multiple, right? Organizations, okay. won championships with multiple teams, has influenced the game, not been afraid mm-hmm. to talk about tough issues, you know, off the court. You know, to me, he's he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT for mm-hmm. all those things. Okay. Well, again, eras are different because, uh, you know, by the criteria, if you listen to the media and which I don't, which I don't, which, which, yeah, we try not to. They do influence uh, our thought process, I guess, because they almost strictly go by championships. That is that is their criteria. The numbers sometimes count, how many yards you've thrown for, how many goals you've scored, whatever the case may be. But they go by championships. Right. And so, and so, how much, how much weight do you put into that argument, the well, championship no, I argument? I mean, hey, listen, hardware does matter. So I'm not going to sit here and say it doesn't, because it does. And um, you know, I'm sure that I threw some criterias in um, the mix that has nothing to do with basketball. So if you're just saying uh, strictly basketball, um, some of those criterias I put in there uh, has nothing to do with the game, but. By far, LeBron James is a stat stuffer. So he's going to walk out on every on every list pretty much by the time he hangs it up. So mm-hmm. now the only list that he's probably not going to be in the top tier, and that's going to be championships, right? And right. to your criteria, right. that means that he wouldn't be the GOAT. Right. As right now or even moving forward, I mean, being 35, mm-hmm. let's be honest, he's not sure. playing for another five years. You don't think so? I don't think so. Not at a high level. Well, I don't know. I mean, he he was. Uh, it's hard to say so, because I mean, he, he he was. Is he better than Giannis? Because that was quite an argument. I mean, come on, Giannis we, we got know the MVP we, again. I mean, come on, like, I mean, to get what he got sixteen votes out of a hundred and yeah, whatever out of a hundred and one votes, he got sixteen. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Votes. That's that's haterade. 
right there. You yeah. think? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hmm. 16 people? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, LeBron, if you can't, you don't have to like LeBron and understand that he should have got more votes than that. I mean, I mean, pretty much, what, it's been 10 years since the since the Lakers have been in this position right now? And he, yeah. he oh, not yeah. not only has that. he done that, he's done it in Miami. He's done it in Cleveland. Now he's right back at it in L.A. I mean, he if okay. we want to say, I mean, we like to say this when something goes wrong. We like, what's the common denominator? And then we like to say it's you, right? So if it's a problem, what's the common denominator? And it's you. What's the common denominator for all these teams winning? It's LeBron. It's Bronny. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Bron. It's Bron Bron. Right, right. He's won. Yeah, well, he's won championships with two different franchises, and he's on maybe a maybe a third. He's on the way. He's on the way. Okay, and I and do you think? See, I think he'll play for another five years. But if he does, then we're gonna have critics like yourself, Sherm, who stays in Loserville, is gonna put an asterisk on it because his minutes played are gonna be down. He's not gonna be the man on his team because that's debatable right now, right? Because AD right is the closer right now. Okay. Absolutely, right? he, he's the closer he, yeah, right he, now. He proved it last night. He really right? is. So, well, you know, he might be the face, the face of the uh, Lakers franchise. Well, he is how- because that's where Bron is smart. He placed him there. He came here. He told him he's going to build his brand. He's going to build him up, and I'm gonna hand it off to you, young fella. That's what he told him. I'm gonna hand it off to you, right? So I'm not done yet, but I'm gonna hand it off to you. But I got one project I need to do to be to be immortalized. From coast to coast. I'm going to go ahead and win this one for Kobe. And tell Kobe this is for you. And L.A. will adore him forever. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we're yeah. talking about I, immortality. L.A. Are, LA already does adore yeah, him. Yeah, but it's still, right you, know, you know, but not immortality. Right. Yeah, he can still right. mess up. Well, he can still okay. mess up. But he bring this I championship think- this year for Kobe. Come on, man. It's done. Okay? I'm not saying he skyrocketed over Magic. But damn, Magic might go to three. Okay. Okay. It's always okay, going to be Kobe. Here, okay. I think he's got his eyes on a bigger prize, and I think he wants to be number one in the all-time scoring. Oh, list. that's going to happen. Oh, that's going to happen. Well, oh, see, that's gonna, yeah, but see, he's he could easily be four or five seasons away from yeah, that. Yeah, but see, here's the deal. I, you know, if he to your point, if he stays around, that'll happen because he's smart enough to do it. Because we're not even talking about like. He's still playing on the perimeter. If we put him down on the block, he's he's unstoppable. He's he'd be one of the unstoppable stretch fours that we ever seen. Okay, so he could do that, right? And he's to his career where the stats are lined up and he'll make it happen. But his goal to me, Sherm, has been proven that he's been the ultimate basketball player, the ultimate teammate. So he's a walking triple double. He's a walking triple double. So. He, what he's going to leave is going to be a different legacy that he's actually impacted the game of basketball in every category possible, including rebounds. Okay? The steal column might be down a little bit, but for a guy that's 6'8", 260, 265, hey, we'll take some steals down. But he's going to probably statistically be in every top category, top five throughout. Some probably yeah, one and yeah. two. It's, I mean, he's owning the playoffs right now. It's nobody played more games. It's going to be nobody scores many points. He's going to own the playoffs. So that's going to be his alternative to getting those chips, right? He's going to be able okay. to say nobody's done much as, as, as much as I've done in the playoffs as me. Okay. He's, he's, going, he's, three, he's the GOAT. Right. He's what, three for nine in the playoffs? It doesn't even matter. To get there nine times, ten times, and I know we got Bill Russell sitting with probably that, like ten that rings was, and everything okay, else. That's where yeah, I, I was going. Yeah. I was going for championships. Yeah. It's got to be Bill Russell. Yeah. He's got 11 championships. But that's not my criteria Criteria for the GOAT, Sherman. Neither is it for the dudes that's in the, in the barbershops. Okay? So I take barbershop talk over top of a, a network um, and media talk all day long. It's who you are and how you're ingratiated in these streets. Because this, this basketball game has always been a, been near and dear to the streets. So I know there's going to be people going to you know hate on LeBron for sure. Uh, just like they're going to hate on Brady, but he has that hardware, right, to back him up a little bit more. You know, but Bron right now, you know, for the reasons I just told you, I think he's the GOAT in basketball. Hmm. Okay. All right. I didn't and feel that the- way two years ago. 
three years ago. I still was hanging. I'm a Bulls fan, sure. Okay, I'm always, you know, Michael Jordan near and dear to me, but he hasn't impacted the game of basketball on the court and off the court as much as LeBron has. Okay, well then where does Kobe fit into that argument? Kobe's great. he was great. trying to do the same thing. He was trying to do the great thing, the same thing. Yeah, but he's, he won five championships. He did. He's got the Mamba Academy. He did. He, he advocates did. for women. He, he did. did as much, he's trying to do as much off the court. You ain't going to never hear me say anything bad about the Mamba. No, of course not. But you know yeah. what? What if we're just talking about on court? We're not right. talking about the the off court. I'm still, things. I'm is still LeBron... calling LeBron. I'm still, I'm still taking LeBron. Now, you know, to me, is he a straight killer in the game? As like we like to say, does is he an assassin? No, he's not. He's he might be top five there. I'm putting Allen Iverson in front of him when it comes to dudes just out there trying to kill it. And Allen Allen Iverson never won a ring. True, but he True. got close. He had the step over. He, he did. I mean, he put that team, that Philly team, was horrible. He put it on his back, right? Yeah. So I mean, but he's he's a, a straight killer mentality more than Braun is. But Braun is a cerebral player. You got to respect it. He's always trying to make the right play, and it doesn't matter if that means him, you know, taking all the credit or his teammates. He he's fine with that. He's the ultimate team basketball player and that's been a role that he's always played and he's lived up to the hype he's came straight out of high school he ain't stumbled once he he has Mm -hmm. not stumbled once on the court and off the court he has delivered he's been box office i can't necessarily disagree with you you know i'd like to think he might be the greatest player when it's all said and done he probably will have that distinction um, you know, there's still the Michael Michael Jordan hard hardcore guys. I'm a hardcore you know, you, Michael Jordan fan that got softened up by the reality of this dude is just great. It's no denying him. So so okay. Bron Bron is the goat to me now. Okay, five of the top six scorers of all time played for the Lakers at one time or another, and you got to put Kareem Abdul Jabbar in there because he's number one in points, which he's we high disrespect up on, on rebounds and blocks. Yeah, and he's got five championships, Here's, which he won with two. He won with two different organizations because he won one with the Milwaukee Bucks in seventy one, seventy two. I mean, listen, we we really in history and myself included, we disrespect um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, first he was Lou Alcindor. Most dominant mm-hmm. player ever at, at every level, right? They they changed rules in the game of basketball because of him, right? The yep, no dunk yeah. rule was one of them, wasn't it? Uh, that yeah, It was either Kareem or, or Both Wilt. of them, right? Both of them were doing it, right? Right. So right. pick your poison, right? But but he influenced that. Let's say that. He influenced that, right? Um, but And he won for UCLA. How many championships? Would John Wooden well, see, be John Wooden without him? Right. Right. See, there were so. different rules back then because I don't know that freshmen were allowed to play on varsity hey, back then. Right. So he may have missed one year. Right. But I mean, but did he not? Was he not a winner in every level? Yeah, exactly. And right. Bill Walton then continued that tradition yeah. at UCLA. And he, Bill Walton, was undersized, right? Mm, about six eleven. Six eleven, not bad. But you know, um, yeah, for yeah, he was six eleven. What I was thinking was he wasn't as fast as everyone else. He wasn't. Oh as, no. You know, no, but he was still was—he was still kind of a dominating player right. in the middle there. Yeah, I was thinking era. Bill Russell was undersized for the position he was playing. Yeah, pretty much. But you got to remember, back then there weren't as many teams, right? And there weren't as many big men. Is you that know, the, the player's big... fault? Is that the player's fault? I mean, because you only can play the game when you when you can. So is it? Well, fault? you know what? It, it's gonna. Well, you know what? It. I don't want to put it on the players. It's the opportunity. I mean, again, there were not as many teams. There were not as many spots on rosters back well, it then. It wasn't many and black men playing either. Exactly. That's that's also very true. It's just, um, you know, I, I'm trying to base our um, our decisions off of what the criteria is. Right. And obviously, you know, in the 60s when Bill Russell was playing, it was a lot harder just to be a black person yeah. in America. I mean, listen, he, <laughs> you know? he uh, so, refused to come back. To a parade that was thrown in his honor in Boston because he was right. so much of an advocate, right? He was right. San Francisco mm-hmm. grad, right? San Francisco yeah. grad, yeah. right? Um, part of the movement with Muhammad Ali. Very exactly. vocal. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there was a whole movement starting, obviously, with Dr. King. And then this, some of the prominent figures in sports started to join in. And Jackie Robinson, well, he was before that, but even right. so. But uh, And then Muhammad Ali, as you say, you know, there there's... Fortunately, we've made some strides, not enough strides, but 
you know, I can't disagree with you on the LeBron pick. It's hard to say not that it's not Michael Jordan. Well, but... listen, I'm not mad if you say Michael Jordan because I'm a Michael Jordan <laughs> fan. I mean, right. come on, Last Dance. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, that was. I'm, listen, that... I am a, a Jordan fan, but I cannot deny the greatness of an impact on the court of Brown James, right? Mm. LeBron checks every box. Yeah, he does. Then he, he checks every does. box off the court. Then I've never seen an athlete that takes advantage of his prime and influence so many different things that impact so many different people. Mm-hmm. Not even the players that he actually helps out because we all know. I mean, Rich Paul, uh, Clutch Sports, that's LeBron Sports. Let's be honest. Okay. That's sure. LeBron oh, yeah. Sports. Yeah. Okay. It's true. All right. So, you know, so he he's helping uh, to push the influence of the game. And then more than a vote, more than an athlete. I mean, all these campaigns, um, his I Promise School, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. And his numbers last night don't, you know, typical LeBron numbers, right? Even at right. the end of the day, right, he stayed authentically to who he is. And he has been authentically himself since he entered the league. He's never been that killer. He's never been that dude that's going to take over a game, you know. But he did do it one time. I don't know if you remember the series against uh, the Pistons when he had like 12 or 13 straight points when he took Cleveland to the finals the first time with that weak team. He beat a great Detroit Pistons team, and he took over the game. So I cannot say he can't do that because he can, but he prefers not to. He prefers to stay within himself. And some people may say that, you know, he shrinks at the moment. Like last night, I felt like he pretty much wet the bed last night. AD had to bail him out. But guess what? It's team basketball, right? How many times have he carried a team on his back? So this is what it's all about. It's team sports. You need those things. And at 35 years of age, right, I think I'm going to have to give him the pass for last night. It's a lot of minutes on those legs, Sherm. Yeah, there's yep, there's a lot, a lot of, of minutes, mileage there. Right? Yeah. So, you know what? He has an off night, but he did look like he didn't want the moment. He did, right? And maybe because not because he's afraid to take it a big shot. He's Achilles heel, if we want to say anything about it, would have to be the free throw line, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. If you're looking for if you're looking for a deficiency, that's the only place. That's it. And, so, and so maybe I don't even think that's right. a great deficiency because right. he shoots about 73, 75% from the line. Right. So maybe, you know, the reason why he doesn't like those moments, because if he gets fouled, he has more fear of going to the line than he is just making the shot. So I don't know what the psyche is there, but I can tell you. He's a hell of a basketball player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he's called on, and we're talking predominantly about LeBron, which is okay because there is so much to talk about with this man, not just on the court but off the court. But recently, uh, you know, we had an ambush of two L.A. uh, police officers in their car shot. You know, it's on video. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because the Los Angeles – Sheriff, the L.A. County Sheriff, Alex Villanueva, right. challenged LeBron Why? to match and double the Why? reward money being offered. Why? Be, oh, you know, that's a good question. Why? I mean, why LeBron? Why? Why, why is, I don't know. He's not the only one in, in Tinseltown exactly. in Hollywood. Why not? Who has, why not Jared Goff? Right. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Because why not the, Paul George or, or Kawhi Leonard? Be to my or point. My Mookie, point is this. Mookie Betts. LeBron is one of the biggest stars in L.A. right now. And it just coincides with my point that basketball is a street sport game. It's so close to the streets. So those dudes, you know, um, you get street cred, right? You get hood, you know, get your hood pass, right? If you play, you know, basketball, you can hoop, right? Gangs and other things try to stay away from you because they believe in you, want to see you do something great for the community. This is what's being portrayed, right? you know, and always been portrayed and been synonymous with basketball. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe the sheriff's department felt like that he could get an in into something that wouldn't have necessarily been uh, uh, something or was it personal? I I don't know, but I thought it was incredibly unfair. Call that man up on the cell phone and ask him, don't don't try to publicly shame him, you know, because his responsibility, 
We all taxpayers. You know, uh, I, I support cops and, you know, the Blue Shield and all of that. But, hey, at the end of the day, that's taxpayers' dollars, right? Um, why he has to match it? You know, he shouldn't have been forced to be put out there like that. I, I didn't agree with the tactics. I don't think it was disgenuous. You know, I don't think so. You know, I think it was, you know, I don't know what the hell he was trying to do. I don't know what yeah, he's accomplished. I don't I'm not going to make I, no excuses for him. I, I just thought it was unfair. Yeah, absolutely. But see, you know, the spotlight around LeBron is huge. It, it is. It's more intense and it's wider. I never than saw any, any cop call Kobe out with all the gang killings in L.A. I've never seen gang killings, just murders, everything else. So I'm not just picking on gangs or whatever, but I'm just saying. No, no, I, I understand. Of all the Whenever stuff that a... actually happened in L.A., I've never seen any sports athlete ever been called out to match anything. I don't remember. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't remember that. No, I don't remember it either. And maybe they'll do it, but just out of the goodness of their heart, not because they were called out publicly about it. Yeah. But as you say, hey, a phone call or a text or an email behind the scenes might have been a better way to go about that. But see, if you want my money, that's the way you, you get it. Yeah, true. The greater he is on the court, then the greater his responsibility off the court. Is that for every sports player? Because, damn, everybody. Absolutely not. You know, but see, right. you know, but here, here's, here's a question for you. Is, as a fan, just strictly a fan, you know, we hold our sports legends and our sporting uh, athletes in higher regard than most. We do. And, yeah. And so what do we expect from them? Is it, you know, all that we should, all that we deserve, am I, and I'm asking this, I'm not telling you, but is it all that we deserve out of our sports stars is a great performance on the field of play. But now their responsibility off the court is a great deal larger. And why is that? Are, well, I mean, if they want to do it of their own free will, fine, but not because they're forced into it. Well, you know, Sherm, you know, since we're talking about age and, and you are older than me and you're the older, <laughs> you're the elder statesman in this whole thing. And, you know, yeah, but I still look good. And you, you do. I mean, I mean, even in your stripe depends that you wear. But uh, besides that, um, you were around when Charles Barkley said, I'm not a role model for your kid. Ex- right, right. Exactly. You remember that was exactly. a huge big thing yeah. back in the day. Right. That was like, oh, yeah. People got offended. He was like, raise your own damn kids. Right. Right. I'm, I'm right. not a role model. I'm just here to get a check and I'm going to go out tonight and get my swerve on. Right. You know, Chuck yep. says just about anything that he wants to say. But and he's still that way. And he's still that way. Unapologetically yeah. about it. But he was right. true, man. Like, hey, you know, this is this a, a part of my life. This is not who I am and it doesn't define me. But I will say this, though. I will say this, Sherm. LeBron has embraced that role probably better than any athlete I've ever seen. Because having a full blown out school for free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, his vote campaign that he has going on and some of the other right. things, more than an athlete and everything else. If any athlete has embraced it, I don't think anybody has embraced it as better than he has. So maybe because, you know, people are looking at him in that light, maybe that's why he got called out by Villanueva. Was it Villanueva or Villanova? Yeah. Uh, Villanueva, yeah. Villanueva. Alex Villanueva. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that's why he got called out for that, because they do see him prominent in the community, and maybe mm-hmm. it was a cry for help, you know, in the moment, and okay. if anybody could get it done. So I want to just think that it was done on good intentions, but it didn't feel right, though. No, it really didn't. But, you know, Michael Jordan was called out in the same manner politically – I guess you might say, if you want to say this was political right. about LeBron. But, you know, remember when they the media wanted um, Michael Jordan to comment on uh, social justice issues, and he wouldn't do it, and they asked him why it was a Democrat-Republic thing, and he said, quote, Republicans buy shoes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you I know remember he, that? Absolutely. Yeah. I know he tried to say that was uh, out of context, but it was very, very much so um, with who he was as a person, right? Um, you know, but I did, I will give Mike this credit because although I felt like he probably could have did more, but who am I to say what he could have did or didn't do? Right. I I was taught long time ago, not to count the money in another man's pocket. So, you know, what, what am I saying? But he did ante up before anybody else did with the hundred million, uh, for social injustice before any other owner in any other sports did, you know, now, you know, um, so that's big on him. And I think. He's been changed over the years, 
you know, he's been changed over the years. And some okay. may still look at that gesture and say, Mike, that's not enough. You're a billionaire. I mean, you get $200 million just from, from, from Nike alone, you know, but mm-hmm. that's not our money to count. We don't know what Mike does, you know, so – um, but the fact that he put up a hundred million, shit. I, I wish I had a hundred million to put up. <laughs> I mean, so absolutely. I'm I'm gonna commend the man for putting up any money. But okay. I would say, for me personally, um, LeBron has e- tried to equal out some of his deficiencies on the court with some of the things he does off the court, and I think he's one in that category. Okay, and I think well, that's the I, reason why people look at him as such a great person in the in the in society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's done as much off the court, and he's continuing to do more off the court. Right. But, you know, the the critics will criticize the the six championships that he hasn't. They won will on the court. They will. I mean, but then and then what they do is they go and look up uh, uninterrupted. You know, another platform that he made for athletes, right? And, and, you know, or the Players Tribune and, you know, all these great things, right, that he's been a part of giving and pushing the culture of athletes in society. I mean, it's huge. But, yeah, the critics are going to say six and they're going to say it's not enough. And, damn, he probably should have had more. But does that take away from the fact that he's one of the best basketball players that ever walked this earth? It doesn't. Because statistically, if we want to go statistics, he got more categories to show – the true essence of how he impacts the game of basketball than championships. And we also know, mm-hmm. too, Sherm, as a player and as a coach. And you know more than me when it comes to this regard because you, you won a World you know Series college uh, championships. You know it takes a lot of luck in that process, you know, mm. no matter how much talent you have. It takes a lot of chemistry. It's other guys you got to depend on. I know um, – Baseball is a team sport, so is basketball. I mean, so if I would be a little more critical of Brown James if it was if it was probably boxing or if it was probably, you know, tennis or golf, where it's just you. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah, it's still yeah. some factors, you know, with the elements and stuff, but it's just you. So, I mean, come on now. If J.R. Smith doesn't pull that ball out and, and scores that layup, he might be to another championship. I mean – you know who's to say? I mean, I mean, if uh, Ray Allen don't hit that three in the corner, does Miami win that other one? Like, like it takes a team, you know, to get it done. And um, but I think he's wearing it well, and um, I think he's took he's taking it to another level, and he's changed the way that we look at athletes now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think we're in agreement. You know, I. I, I'm a, I'm not going to say I'm partial to Bill Russell. I mean, the man did win 11 championships. Hey, he got to be in, respected. In our, yeah. And, you know, when you watch Michael play, he has a certain athleticism about him that wasn't necessarily about power as it was about finesse and speed and, and artistry. Because LeBron is bigger than most people right. physically. He can just bowl you over. I mean, he's 6'9", 240. You know, he, if he wants to run you over, he'll, he can run you he's over. Very but agile, he's very agile, He's smart. And he, he is. He can shoot from the outside. He can handle the ball. So, you know, in an athletic sense, he might be the best player of all time. And by the time the numbers have settled and he's retired in and his And the numbers career, are trending his way, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm a numbers guy. I like numbers. So here, you know what? Let's let's change gears and change sports. You can, just can I say two... one thing, though, real quick before of, we of change course, gears? Of course. Of course. It's only two athletes, right? Uh, well, not two, but two that I can think of right now that no matter where I was, you know, well, let me let me say it probably was three times in my, my career where no matter where I was, I was going to stop and look. If it was the last three minutes of a Bulls game, I'm a watch, right, and see what Jordan yeah, brings to yeah. the table, right? Um, Tiger Woods was another one, right? No matter where I was, if it's if he got his Sunday red on, right, mm-hmm. he got his Sunday red on, and he was down a couple shots or whatever, right? I stopped whatever I was doing to watch that, right? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think also when baseball was at its high, when I was looking at Barry Bonds crushing the ball out the park, mm-hmm. him. Sosa and McGuire, I don't care what the era is, steroids or not, I stopped and watched the at-bat, you know, and I think the whole world did too. 
Oh, yeah. I tend to agree with you on all of those. In yeah. fact, I was on my way. The next the next two sports I wanted to talk about kind of go hand in hand because they're solo sports, which are golf and tennis. And you brought up Tiger Woods. It's easy to say Tiger right. Woods. Um, it depends, again, on your era because older people might look and say, well, you know, Jack Nicholas has 18 majors and Tiger has 15. He didn't change Nicholas, the game like he did. He didn't change the game like Tiger, though. Oh, well, that, yeah, see, that's another part of another aspect of what makes uh, an athlete the greatest right. is did he or she change the game? And he certainly did. I mean, you know, early on, it was Arnold Palmer that was changing the game because Arnold Palmer, this interesting bit of trivia, right. is the first athlete, first athlete to earn a million dollars in a career total for yeah. what he did on the course um, and I remember it was on the front of Sports Illustrated. I was a kid when it came out, and a million dollars back then. Oh my goodness! You know, it was it was a million dollars now. Sherm is huge. What's that? I said a million dollars now is huge. So I can only imagine yeah. back then. Back then, unbelievable. Yeah. It was back uh, probably in the mid seventies, I think. It probably know, equate to about five billion or so. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you, think? Uh, you know, gas was thirty cents a gallon. Wow. <laughs> you could buy a loaf of bread for that too. Yeah. And so you know, you look. You at, are you old, look Sherm. At, I am. And I remember, I, fortunately, I've got a long memory. You know, Jack Nicholas won 73 tournaments. Sam Sneed won 82. Tiger is on 82 right now with 15 majors and the Masters coming up. So you know what his focus is. I, and, well, he and just missed the to, cut. He just missed the cut. He did. He's not He's not playing his best. And, but he, you know, he's, but he's going to get up for the now. Masters. He's going to get up for the Masters. Probably because he rises in the biggest spots. And so when the spotlight is the brightest is when he is at his best. And so I, I don't think there's a doubt that you could call anybody else the greatest in the history of sports because he has every shot in the bag. And he always did. Yeah. And he wasn't. And, you know, there'd be times where, where tournaments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, you know, I, I wonder what would have happened had he stayed healthy and, and just stayed on didn't the straight he, and narrow. Did he win the Masters on the, a tour of ACL? Or something nah, like that. Yeah, that was that was the U.S. Open. U.S. Open. Rocco Media. Well, yeah, I mean, he, come he, on, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that is, and um, and you know that the will to win is just off the charts. And you know, he's a big military guy too. He, he is. trains with the yeah, he trains with the SEALs, the right. Navy SEALs. That's one of the reasons. That's probably well, you know, there's speculation as to how he injured his knee. Uh, when he was training with the SEALs. Right. And so there's there's quite a long story. I think Wright Thompson wrote a story about that for ESPN. I can't believe it's, it's it because his, his threshold read. for pain is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And and to be able to perform your sport when you've got a busted knee, uh, he had a hairline fracture and a, and a, and a ligament. And, oh, my goodness. You with can all see the, the torque he was in. and uh, club hit oh, speed yeah. he has, I well, mean, he was hurting every every shot. Yeah. And, you know, before he came on the scene, the largest first place check was three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And then he got there and he won in ninety seven and that went up to seven hundred and twenty thousand. And now routinely you can't win a tournament without collecting a million dollars or more. And uh, the U.S. Open, which just concluded, uh, the winner was Bryson DeChambeau, who, who won two point three million dollars for ridiculous. that tournament. Yeah. And that's because of Tiger. And, Absolutely. And the, and the equipment changed as well. So the entire landscape of golf changed, and of course, sports with it. Hey, stop we right equate... there, Sherm, because okay. you right. You said the entire landscape. They actually changed courses and pinhole yeah, locations. Yeah, they tiger-proof. Right? They tiger-proof, of course. Right? Yeah. I mean, so literally, what you just said happened figuratively and literally. Yeah, but you know, I disagree with the tiger-proofing. The longer the course is, I think the more. The, the better he's going to do. I don't think you can tiger-proof right. a course, especially with the way the guys hit it now. You can make it longer. Right. It's just going to play into their hands. You know, it's going to be harder for the shorter players hey, to Sherm, play that so, long. So, Sherm, so what, what tees are you hitting off of? Are you on the black I, or in the blue? No, I play the ladies' tees now. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, along the same lines of golf, we have to talk a little bit about tennis. Right. Because... Depending on when you were born or what era of tennis, because right. you know you can't necessarily compare eras. People say that all the time, and I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna circle back to Barry Bonds here in a minute. The if you're talking straight championships or majors, well, that would be Roger Federer with 20 majors. Right. He hasn't won a major in a while, he and hasn't. then right behind him with 19 is Rafael Nadal, and behind him with 17 is Novak Djokovic. Yeah, uh, and so the big three are still going right they now. They are, but Djokovic, you know what? I, yeah. I, you know what? I'm gonna be honest, Sherm, because I slide at tennis because anytime Serena playing, okay. you know, I'm I'm stopping. 
right? Yeah. You know, I'm she's, stopping. She's right? one that you have to watch. And, yeah, you stop what you do and you watch. Right. And, you know, and I I just missed Arthur Ashe in that whole transition. Right. So I wasn't, right. I can't comment on that, but I can only imagine with his influence and, and some of the things that people say. But, I mean, I was a Pete Sampras guy. You know, him yeah, and I was, Andre I Agassi. Was as well. You know, him what and a great Agassi. Battle. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, so yeah. I, I think for me, the women's side and Federer is, is what he is. He's a championship. He's a championship man, right? I mean, he's done it all and I love it. And he's done it smooth and cavalier. But I haven't looked at those same battles as I have um, in the mid 90s to when he started winning. You know, I, I felt like tennis had fell off. You know, and I know the numbers don't say that because Nadal and Federer and who's the other guy? Um, Djokovic. Djokovic. And it's one more dude that nobody says much about. Um, well, there's Andy Murray was part of the Yeah, yeah, four. yeah. Andy Murray. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of just took a real dip um, pretty, pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, man, you know, I, I mean, it's no disrespect to him. I just didn't feel that same like appeal to want to stop everything I'm doing to see him win. And and he still that doesn't take away from the fact that he's the goat. So he's the goat for me. Right? Okay. He's okay. the goat, but, but sir, I I don't but, think the you know, I don't think the competition level for him was the same though. Okay. Well then, you know, if you're talking about goat and you had mentioned Serena, just a couple of numbers at you. Her career record is 842 and 147. That's a winning percentage of just over 85%. She's got 73 career titles which is fifth overall and of course she's one major championship behind margaret court she's got 23 margaret court has 24 and right. she just missed out yeah she just missed out on the u.s open she might not get that sure she might not get that um, okay and i hate to say that but um those young girls coming up now well osaka yeah She's number one right now. But, you know, the point Rightfully is Serena, so. got, Serena got to the championship game. She so did. So if she gets there, she's good enough to win. And she is good enough to win. Her, I, I mean, listen, I don't know if they was rooting for her on this last one, um, you know, when, when Osaka actually beat her. You know, and I thought yeah, the ref – I thought I thought the, the – it's not called a ref. What is it, a chair? The chair, chair or linesman, yeah. Yeah, the chair kind of got involved and kind of changed the complexity of that one. But, um, you know, I really think – like, number one, maybe it's just my perception, but back when I was growing up, tennis players wasn't playing this long. <laughs> like, tennis was an early in your age sport, and by the time you got 25, they were saying you were old. So the mm-hmm. fact that she's out there 35-plus is crazy to me, right, and still playing at a high level. I mean, because we had, what, Steffi, Steffi Groff? And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, she was, as a matter of fact, there's a great – stat about Steffi Graf. She is the only woman in history to win all four majors singles titles four times each. She was one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. I, I, I loved watching her. She's won 22 Grand Slams and she's married to Andre Agassi. Right. And, <laughs> so, she, and yeah. she went on record saying that Serena was better than her and Serena is the GOAT of, of, of tennis, period. Male or female. Right. And that's big right. because Billie Jean King was crazy good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's great players. And, and now, you know, when you talk about eras, there were so fewer competitors back in the 50s and that 60s. That was my point. You know, yeah. Baseball now has 30, 32 teams. And right. back in the 50s, there were 16. So but you've got to talk about that. You know, there's watered down competition. It is. Because if you have if you have fewer teams or fewer participants, in theory, you've got the best of the best. But when you start adding more to the field and you double the number of teams, well, what kind of competition are you adding to that mix? So, yes, you still have to beat the best in the world, period. You just have more people you have to beat now. Yeah. And, and that's more games played. And more minutes and more chances for you to get injured and everything else. Absolutely. So, That's, yep. There's that. Oh, the, the minutes are unbelievable. I mean, you know, it, it's so. So there who are you calling sports. for tennis? So who, who's your goat? Serena, Serena Williams. Serena Williams, my goat too. Hands okay, down. good. Okay, we're in agreement. But, you know, there are some sports that are a lot more physical that you cannot do into your mid or late 30s. You know, baseball is one of those where you got mid, late 30s guys all the time. Tennis, not so much. It's a pretty physical sport. Um, 
you know, basketball, it's it's rare when you get somebody into their mid or late 30s or even 40, for I heaven's mean, sake. I that's, mean, that's, that's the that's reason hard. why Vince Carter was impressive. Unbelievable. Played in parts of four decades. And and he was known for his athleticism and Sherm, you know, not to switch it up because I know we're talking about tennis, but just thinking off the top of my head, I think dudes still will want Vince Carter's athleticism at 20 plus years in the league. Like I still seen this this dude do more things in a warm-up line, right? Uh aging than I've ever seen players actually do in a game. So, yeah, yeah. Just to show you what type of athlete you have to be, you know, to do some of the things he did. So that was impressive too. But yeah, as far as tennis getting back to what we're talking about, Serena's the goat for me. Okay, for me too. Tiger right, Woods now. is the goat for me. And, for and me golf. as well. For okay. me as well. I didn't, you know, I, I was, I'm, we've both been around to watch Jack Nicholas play, sure, and he yep. won more majors. Yeah. But overall, you know, some of the shots that are pulled off in golf these days. I didn't want to pick up a bag until Tiger Woods. Number yeah. one, you know what? Number that, one, they didn't let me in the clubhouse. Come on, black man, they didn't let me in the clubhouse, number one. You know, you, you're, so, you're right in a lot of, in a lot right. of locations. You're so absolutely right. So shout out to those who pioneered and made that thing happen and that was not right. tiger woods that was other folks that, yeah but that you know tiger tiger forced that part of the conversation he, he did. changed that's part of changing the landscape you can't ignore the best player in the world whatever his background or her background is whatever their ethnicity is whatever their their upbringing happens to be or their socioeconomic background if you're the best in the world as tiger was hey you know what now we got to change our thinking a little bit because there Absolutely. are not a lot of people of color playing professional golf and, and you know that that here's the deal that is the reason why um, Kobe's so revered because Kobe actually is, you know, thought of the same way as Michael is in basketball, even though yeah, well, we're saying that LeBron James is the GOAT. But Kobe, it's a generation of the sport that he transcended that looks at him as being the GOAT of that era. So, I mean, we cannot, I mean, he's immortalized now, you know, and, and God bless his family and and his memory, but it, I don't want to put him in the conversation because he's there right now for me, right? Yeah, he's well, he, goat. you know, he was, everyone said he's the next Jordan because as you watched him, his mannerisms, his athleticism, his right. shot, everything was closest to Jordan. And he was clutch, and he was clutch. And he and he was as clutch as anybody, you he know, was it, clutch. It just, he won five championships. Right, so, and, and mentally tough, so freaking mentally tough. If if Kobe, let me ask you a question. If Kobe could have figured out a way to win the the sixth championship, which I still think they should have, right. would we have put him alongside Jordan as the greatest Absolutely. in the game? Absolutely, no, I think we put him on top of him at that mm. point because um, okay. all of the things that he's rallied and came back from, he was playing with. Because I think it would have came down to quality of support players that he had around him, and of course he had less, right? I mean, well, you know, the year that they lost to Detroit was the year that I, I, I thought they had the best team I'd ever seen. They had Carl yeah. Malone, Gary Payton, Shaquille O'Neal, and he was starting. The, yeah. the top, it didn't matter who else you put out there. They started out the year 18-3 and three that year. Right, so and, I, I and misspoke. Let me, let me clarify a little bit more. Okay. I'm talking about after all the, the, the teams, um, you know, after, after the big, big names left, and he was left with Paul Gasol. And then, you know, from, from that point on. You know, he to, won two championships to, to win two. That's what I'm saying. That's what yeah. really, you know, I'm saying that because we know that lineup just had got ripped apart by Boston a year before that, right? Before yeah, it started, right? 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 And um, you know, and I think management let Kobe down. You know, um, the Lakers didn't get enough talent around him uh, in his prime. It could have been three in a row, as far as I'm concerned. Right? Because right. you know, and then we went to the D'Antoni era, right? And he oh, ran him too many minutes and he, you know, blew that Achilles, right? Because mm -hmm. Kobe wasn't going to back down from a, from a freaking challenge. So he was, Kobe should not have been running around chasing point guards. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, mm -hmm. but he was going to do whatever it took. And then the man showed us how great he was on that blown Achilles and hit those free throws and walk off, you yeah. know, it, it yeah. gets no better than that. That's true. That's yeah. I think you know if he wins that sixth championship, he's probably yeah, above we'll, Jordan. We'll be talking you know, about more we'll points. be talking yeah. about Kobe, and we'll be talking about Braun. Is Braun better than Kobe? Right. So, right. but but okay. I think when when Braun this year, 
brings a championship to L.A. He's going to be immortalized by L.A. And Probably. He'll get a statue outside of uh, outside uh, He of better Staples. not get one before Kobe, I'll tell you that. So, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to take down Shaq's and, and, and put Kobe's up. I'm, mm-hmm. You know, and no disrespect to the big fella. But okay. um, you were an opportunist as far as I'm concerned. Um, well, then, if you mention Shaq, who, who do you think is the greatest Laker center of all time? Not Shaq. No? No. Kareem? No. Kareem? Yeah, has to be. Yeah, has to okay. be. And I'm not right. even a Shaq hater. I think Shaq was one of the most dominant players of all time who underperformed. Unbelievable. Yeah. Underperformed. What if he took sports seriously? He never did. No, so, probably not. No. Probably not. He, he didn't he have won to. four championships. He but, didn't have to because he would be yeah. so untouchable right now. We wouldn't even be talking about it. If he put in the level of commitment and dedication that Kobe did, that Michael did, that LeBron does, in his body and in his craft, we wouldn't be talking right now. He yeah, would true. be that. He would, would be that. I mean, he's just too much. I mean, that's Wilt Chamberlain times 25. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, yeah. it's just crazy, crazy. Now, I got unguardable. Oh yeah. I got a question for you, Sherm. Bring it on. Bring it on. Baseball. We never who's the goat there? I I got two other sports I want to talk oh, to you about. Okay. We could t- one okay. of them is baseball. I was going to save that for the end. Okay. Here's a trivia question for you. In the history of sports, only one person, and I'm not telling you what gender it is, but only one person was voted as the MVP in their sport every year in the 1980s. Ten straight years, this person was voted the MVP in their sport. Who do you think that is? It's a name everybody knows, but nobody thinks about it. I have no clue, sure. Okay. If I said the great one, who would you say? Wayne Gretzky. Exactly. Wayne Gretzky. Some great numbers about Wayne Gretzky. He scored 894 goals in his career. Now, there's no doubt that he's the greatest of all time. If you took away all of his goals and only counted his assists, he would still be number one on the all-time point scoring list. The next next is Yarmir Yager, who is um, what looks like almost a thousand points away. Yeah, and so yeah, but no, so, no, but not 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 as good as Gretzky. No, absolutely not. Now, you know, there's a case to be made for Alexander Ovechkin, who's coming up on... He, I don't know if he's going to get to 894 goals. I'm biased. But without a doubt. Yeah, you, without a doubt. It, you're it, not winning. No, no, absolutely. And even if somebody does, it doesn't mean they have the number of assists. I mean, right. Wayne won championships. Uh, you know, he that changed was an the game of hockey. Run. He changed the he game did, of hockey. And, that, and he was one of the game changers, exactly. And so, I mean, some, some might make a case that Mario did, too. Yeah, you know what? And but Mario played longer, and Mario has one thousand nine hundred and twenty-one total points. So you know, uh, Gretzky twenty-eight fifty-seven. So okay, less than a, uh, not quite a thousand points. But um, the point is, you know, Yager played well into his forties. Gretzky did. didn't. Yeah, Gretzky didn't. But you know, the way Gretzky skated, he was like a figure skater. He had all the moves. He had the stick handling, and he got the protection, which people don't understand. You know, people couldn't hit Wayne Gretzky because Mark Messier would pound you into hey, the into the ice. Let me tell you something. He was well protected. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So his body didn't go through what a lot of other players have to go through, and that's a, that is a. But he was a smart player sport. too, though. He was a smart player. Oh, absolutely. Player. Oh, he knew. Yeah, they knew. Everybody knew. Hey, you know what? If the fight breaks out, you go the other way. There's no reason for you to get in there and break a finger or take a punch. So. Obviously, you know, I don't think there's any doubt who the goat in hockey of all time is, was. Undeniable. Okay. All right. Now, you know what? I I don't want to, there are two other, I I still have one sport. There's still, there's still baseball. We're going to talk about that and I have a definite opinion, but who is your goat in football? Man, that's a tough one. I mean, I mean, because, you know, so many different positions I love, but I mean, it's Brady. Okay. I mean, because we revere the quarterback position so much, um, you know, in that sport. So I'm going to stay um, atypical, I guess, with what the sport is is saying, you know, that the worth of quarterbacks. Look at the contracts. I mean, they can't deny it, right? They, they're they telling us the most important position, you know, is the quarterback position. And Correct. to stay with that, I would have to say Brady, you know. Yep, I would I would mm-hmm. have to agree. I mean, I, I'm a Who huge Drew. Yep, I'm a huge Drew Brees fan, and right man, now, man, I love Brees Drew Brees. Is, uh, yeah, I love Montana. I mean, I love dudes that didn't even do much. 
uh, in you know, college. Yeah. yeah, they weren't great in college. Yeah. They were good. They were solid. But you I know, because because everybody sleep on my man Warren Moon because he was on a bad team, but he was a hell of a player. I met Warren Moon a couple times. He was a heck of a player. And, you know, he doesn't get the credit because he played in the Canadian Football right. League. He does, right. All his numbers don't carry over or he'd be right near the top. Right now, Breeze is number one in touchdown passes and yards and also attempts and completions. Brady is number two in all of those things. But Breeze has one championship and Brady has six championships. Let me, let me tell you this. Here's the deal. Breeze is a better athlete than Tom Brady. Oh, absolutely. Brady right. doesn't Hands run. Down. He's not, he's not right. a great athlete. But nobody, the leadership, the tenacity, understanding to use all your attributes to get everything out of yourself and others, and the smartness to understand the business of the game to take less to get more, right? He took right. less financially right. to get more. He did. Right? He always made sacrifices. That's right. true. But mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing, man, Cam Luton looked like a whole different quarterback in that Patriots um, Yeah, that, that was a heck of a game yesterday. Oh, man, yeah. but I mean, you can just tell that um, what could have Bill Belichick done with a young Cam, you know? Um, that that could be said. I mean, because... Yeah, that's a he, different offense with well, him Well, I'm here to tell you, he had different attributes, and he's way better athlete than, than Tom. So who knows? But at when the moment was the most, Tom always rose up, so he's the GOAT for me. But let me yep. tell you, it is a man... Oh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, I was going right? to mention. Okay. Right? And okay. I really love this dude, right? Because he's all that on the field and he's all that off the field. But I can tell you from the snap, um, he's running from his life. He's running for his life at the snap. At the snap of the – as soon as he snapped the ball, he's running for his life. I mean, he does more with less than any quarterback for the last six years, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he's a Have champion. Have to agree. Yeah. And he's a champion. Yeah. Won a Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Coming out of the University of Wisconsin. Just had undersized. another baby, too. Just had another baby. Yeah. Undersized. Him Sierra. Now, you know. He's he's going to be in the conversation when all is said and done. Conversation? He is. Yeah, but you know what? What? We got we to gotta, we gotta shout out to Brandon Peterson. He right. wanted us to mention Russell beep, Wilson. Beep, beep. Yep. Brandon's our sound engineer. Hey, so hey. We, here's we the deal. We definitely told him we would do that. It is is is. Drew Brees better than Russell? Um, I know well, the again, numbers, but I'm what's, saying. What's I mean, your but criteria? Look, well, here's the they, deal. They I mean, each like, have one Super Bowl championship and Brees, but Brees has been around a lot longer. He so has, his numbers and are then Pete Carroll plays a little different. You know, Pete Carroll's not Sean Payton. You know, he's not all about, I'm going to do everything from an offensive mindset, right? But I think Wilson, if he was in an offensive mindset scheme, would have just as many numbers. Pete Carroll's a football defensive genius, you know? So, you know, the defense get the spoils. They didn't put yeah. a lot around Wilson, you know? they, you know. So if he was in a scheme. Yeah, their defense, the right. Legion of Boom. Yeah, right. the Legion of Boom, right. Richard Sherman. And, yeah, yeah, and they're oh, still yeah. pumping money into the defense more than offense because they know Russ can handle it. But I'm just saying, if he was in a, a, on a football team that valued the offensive side of the ball more because their head coach did, what numbers would he have? Because he still have great numbers right now. And he's with a defensive-minded coach. What could he have done with an offensive-minded coach? With a Sean McVay or with, um, what's my man in 49ers, uh, their head coach, who's a phenomenal offensive uh, coordinator? Uh, is it Shanahan? Shanahan. You know, some dudes like that. What could what could Wilson does? Because his accuracy is crazy ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. They got so many similarities. Well, they got a lot of great young innovators in the NFL at this point. They so, do. That's pretty young yeah. too, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're in agreement then. It's probably it's probably Tom Brady. That's it's Brady right now. Right it's now. It's Brady right now. Okay. Um, all right. Okay. Let's t- let's let's finish up with baseball then. Okay. All right. Now I'm fortunate enough to say that I played against Barry Bonds. I'm this. I'm I'm just a little bit younger. He went to Arizona State. I went to the University of Arizona. So and hold on. With, this was a rivalry, Sherm. Let don't it was. let people it was. know, like because people from Arizona, because my son, my middle, my oldest son went to uh, University of Arizona. So Arizona State would be considered the scum devils. Yes, they are. And currently, the daughter of our associate athletic director, Michael Hardaway, is also a Wildcat at the University of Arizona. So we're keeping it all in the family. Right. Family right. over everything. Okay. Yeah, How, my, my thing is this. So what does, what does ASU call 
Arizona. The Mildcats. <laughs> the Mildcats. Okay. All yeah. right. Don't laugh so at that. Don't so laugh so at that. So you're a Mildcat. Okay, Mildcat. No, Thank no, you. But see, but see, when I was there, we got the best of them plenty of times. I mean, they okay. did have, in baseball, they owned us for my last two years there. Okay, but it was pretty mild, good my first two mild years there. Mildcat. Yeah, okay. All right. But, you know, it, as baseball went along, and again, difficult to compare because right now, when it's all said and done, everybody thinks Mike Trout is the greatest player uh, in baseball currently, and they compare him to Mickey Mantle because they have they had a similar game. Mickey played a similar game. He was fast. He could hit home runs. The only thing Mickey Mantle did that Trout doesn't is uh, switch hit. And but when Barry Bonds came up and I watched video of him, it's unbelievable. It, it's totally unbelievable what the guy did in the game. And yeah, there are great players. You know, you could say Babe Ruth and Ted Williams and whoever you want to talk about today. And I don't want to discount Willie Mays, who might have been the greatest all-around athlete that Major League Baseball has ever seen. And we've mentioned Jackie Robinson and there are others, and I apologize if I'm overlooking them. But what Barry Bonds did, and he won seven MVPs. Nobody else has won more than four. Um, And, you know, there's there's something called a five-tool player. You got all five tools where you can run, hit, Hit for power, throw and field. If you could do all of those things. Now, Barry did not have the greatest arm from the outfield, which is why he played left field. But, you know, you there are times when, again, if we're talking about changing the game, I remember specifically, and there'll be other people who remember this, he came up with the bases loaded. Buck Showalter was the opposing manager, and they intentionally walked him with the bases loaded. Something that I've never seen before or since, and that is part of that's being a game changer. We yeah. don't even want to take the chance of you hitting a home run right. and scoring four runs rather because than because that was going to happen. Because that was, was. going to happen. That was yeah. a great call. I mean, it, it was just unheard of at the time. Who would yes. have done that, right? But exactly. Um, exactly. You know, if I can be honest with you, Sherm, like, do you? I'm in okay. agreement with you with Barry Bonds. But right. before, but before injury, I was a Ken Griffey Jr. all the way. Okay, you know I what? I just felt uh, like Ken Griffey Jr. was it, man. I just felt I, like if he could have lasted yeah. longer, it's over. I mean, I don't. Now yeah, we go I, with the I steroid, agree. non-steroid issue, you know that kind of thing. But man, Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite player, man. Yeah, you know what? I have to agree for a couple of reasons. He lost four full seasons to injury, and he still hit six hundred and thirty. That's what I'm saying, man. He he right. was. Let he me was tell a five you, tool player. Five tool player. You know, it's funny. I was, um, you know, talking to Mark Few, Few, Mark Few from a uh, head Zags. coach of Gonzaga basketball. Yeah. yeah, and he told me my son was a five tool player. If he what was are the in five baseball. tools in basketball? No, he was saying if he was a baseball, that would be his oh, reference oh, for okay. the the talent. That he possessed, and this was after recruitment, man. You know, this mm-hmm. wasn't during recruitment. You know, we sure. signed pretty early. He didn't have to lie to me. Okay. Right. 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 He okay. was already booking, you know what I mean? Sure. But, sure. Um, but I just wanted to say, like, that's one of the greatest things you can say about a player in baseball, and especially if you want to have the equivalent of that because it's really none in basketball. Yeah. That's just a guy who fills it up on everything, got every attribute that you want. Now, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be enhanced and get better and be polished, right? So sure. that still needs to happen. But to get back with you on baseball, man, King Griffey Jr., man, was, was my favorite, man. Um, you know, Barry Bonds was going to be a Hall of Famer regardless of, you know, pre-rub or after the rub, man. He was yeah, on track. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in another podcast, yeah, how yeah. steroids have changed the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he okay. was he was just that talented. But nobody was more talented to me, for me growing up, than Ken Griffey Jr., man. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. He, he is three years younger than I, and he got drafted at 18. I got drafted the following year, and I remember we were – we didn't cross paths because we played in different leagues, you know, in, in, in single A and double A ball. Um, but his name was on the mouth of everybody. It, I mean, it was, the sw- it was I mean his swing was so sweet. Oh, oh my man. gosh, yeah. Yeah, and, and it was – that's why they called him the kid. You know, hey. he – Man, and those Ken Griffey Jr. shoes that came out was fire. You remember those? With <laughs> the do. Mariner colors? I mean, I come on, man, with those. the little teal in there and the black and the and the Nike swoop towards the front of the shoe. Man, uh-huh. one of my favorite shoes, man. You oh, know, yeah. but yeah, but yeah. to think that him and Alex Rodriguez was on the same team is freaking crazy, right? Yeah, and, Ra- the- and they had Randy Johnson. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, the Mariners. They won a hundred and six they won 116 games without winning the championship. Yeah, that, that year. was crazy. But yeah, and there's but, a, there's an argument to be made for a Rod as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, 
I mean, he's tainted for sure. <laughs> you yeah, know, and well, he said it. I mean, but he's still a great baller, right? But I mean, you know, he's he's owned it. But Ken Griffey, man, come on, man. I I, I wish that I could have put some rub on Kim. Ken Griffey <laughs> during that time. He didn't. He didn't need it. He didn't. But, the, but I'm saying the, the fact of the matter is, is but every. I'm not gonna say everybody was doing it, but majority of the the, the yeah, top there tier, were a lot of guys right yeah. that were doing it right, and we're not even going into Palomero and you know oh, yeah all we're, that we will we'll talk about that because you know I, I I did grow up a Baltimore Oriole fan you know what of mean? course you know so the Orioles were there and Memorial Stadium before it got oh, switched you remember up that? And, before Camden you know, Yards yeah 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 you know what I mean and you know me I mean I used to love you know just that whole deal I mean Ripken how could you not be a Ripken dude you mm-hmm. know what I mean I mean as far as you know Iron Man longevity his dad you know Skipper the whole deal. Yeah, I mean, his brother played too. Right. 84, like, so when you won, no, 83, I think they won in 83, right? 83 World Series for Oreos. Um, I want to uh, say Oreos I, might be 83. Okay. 83, 84, and you won in 84, right? Uh, in college Arizona, World Series, right? Uh, we won 86. Oh, 86. So you was a little bit later. But I think Oreos were like 83. Look that up, Sherman. I might be wrong, I'm, but I'm, yes, I'm looking it up. But I can remember that just changed my life when it came to baseball, and it was yeah, just Baltimore won in '83. Yeah, so that was infectious. So I went to like every Oreo game you can imagine. I, I used right. to be in those stands and watching it. And um, um, the first baseman, you know who he is, Jerry Carroll himself. Who's the first baseman back then? Um, gosh, Al Bumbry? No, I'm not sure. No. Look it up, man. You got to know the Jerry Curl. The brother with the Jerry Curl. I think he was first base. I'm on, uh, my mistake. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I'll have to look it up. I don't Come know. Come on. You, you, you're killing me, man. You're killing me you don't know this. <laughs> I know. I'm so Mary, ashamed. Mary? You don't remember. I'm, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Who Come played on. first base? Come on. I'm Who not, played first how, base? How am I going to give a baseball guy the answer to that? I don't get that. You... Do you know the answer and you're just I know, me? I, I know the answer, but the fact that you don't know the answer is the problem, considering <laughs> that was your sport. Yeah, I know. Uh, it, oh, gosh. Uh, let's see. Who was on that team? Rick Dempsey was on that team. Um, I think he was the MVP that year, if I'm not mistaken. Come um, on, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm terrible. You I suck. should be better. I should be better than this. I do. I do. I admit it. I freely admit that I suck. Um Scott McGregor pitched on that team. Oh, I'm talking about the first baseman. Mark Boddicker. We, we yeah, can't even get out of here because a baseball guy doesn't know that answer. Dan Ford? Was it Dan Ford? No, he was an outfielder. Uh, you're going to have to help me here. Help me. No, I'm not help. helping you. No, I'm not. This is, this is, this is, this is, come on, man. Eddie Murray, man. Oh, oh my God, I'm an idiot. How are you not going to know him? Yeah, hit 504 home come on. runs. Oh, come on, don't, 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 don't tell me now. The second greatest switch hitter of all time. Come I don't know on, why. Bro. I think I think of Eddie Murray, I think of the Dodgers more than I think of the Orioles because he played come for the Dodgers. On. He did? I know I sh- yeah. but, but he was that. Come on. Yeah, he. you know what? He doesn't get his just due. He because doesn't. He, you know, he wasn't great with the media, and so they didn't treat him very well. He right? wasn't great so with he, the media. Right, and so he did not get his just due. He was a he was an outstanding Mr. Player, Jerry Carroll himself, man. Hall of Fame. Yeah, nice absolutely. little Jerry Carroll's just dripping all over the place, man, with his sunglasses. When I was a kid, I got a chance to meet him, and it was huge, huge wow. dude. Yeah, you know when we when we meet our sports heroes, um, it it kind of it really influences our lives. It really yeah. does. Yeah, and I, I was mean, like, I was hey, I wanted to, to meet be, some of those guys. Yeah, and, I wanted to be first base, man. When I when I seen him, I just wasn't good enough. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah, Basketball. I wasn't good enough. Yeah. I've seen no, I've man, seen... I used to have this whole thing where uh, I just thought that, um, number one, I was a lefty. So if you grew up in public education, you never could find a, 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 a glove, right? You know, so that was the deal, right? You know, so I just couldn't play recreation all the time because if you did, like, you know, you couldn't find a glove or anything for me. So I learned how to go right-handed. But I could switch hit early. That's why I admired him because, you know, I was a lefty, so I knew how to switch it up. But I had, right. but I learned how to switch it up because the equipment, 
You know what I'm saying? The equipment sure, just sure. wasn't available, right? So if I wanted to play, you know, during the recess or if I wanted to play, you know, during high school, if you didn't have your own and we didn't know what we were going to do for gym, I had to just learn how to play, you know, switch, switch it up. Right, right. So, okay. you know, I got pretty strong there. And um, a guy who was in my area, era, you know, that was growing up in my area growing up was Delano DeShields. I don't know if you remember Delano DeShields. Of course I remember Delano DeShields. That's, yeah. a, that's a controversial trade yeah. that the Dodgers made because they gave up yeah. Martinez for, for Delano DeShields. Yeah, so Martinez, Delano DeShields were probably yeah. about an hour away from where I grew up, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. so I, I used to love him too, man. He was a hell of a ball player too. Absolutely, so. he's got a he's got a son who plays in the major leagues. Yeah. So Delano DeShields, man, shout out to you, man. He he really made me want to want to do the baseball thing. But I always would think, and every time I run a base, that somebody's just gonna hit me. So <laughs> yeah, funny. So well, most that... of the time, I overran the base and I was out. <laughs> okay. True story. Good. Good thing you went to play basketball. Yeah. True funny. story. That's I was funny. actually a better football player than I was a basketball player, sir. Sure. Really? What position did you play? Inside linebacker. Inside hmm. linebacker. So you were, well. you were Mike Singletary. You were a Mike Singletary guy. Yeah. I tried to be. Or a Dick Butkus. Yeah. Same position. Loved them. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, the monsters of the midway, the Bears. That's that's linebacker you for me, you know. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, well, hey, you know what? I really enjoyed debating our uh, greatest of all time. And there are a lot more sports we could talk about. Uh, There are a lot more athletes that we could discuss, and I'm sure we'll get around to doing it. We're out of time for today. So uh, thanks very much for uh, offering your your opinion and your point of view on the greatest of all time. We'll have to do it again because there's so much more to talk about where that subject is concerned. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thanks. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast. I woke up feeling like I was on the moon. I woke up feeling like I need a honey goat. Some niggas in my sleep trying to catch a beat. Some bitch in my sister trying to fight for free. Catch it, play on these 